I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Charlie Hardage. Charlie's worked in the corporate world for over 12 years in IT sales. He worked with household names like Google, Dell, and AWS. Uh, he spent five years in the US Army as an infantry team leader. Um, thank you for your service, Charlie, by the way. I don't want to forget that. Um, you've been investing since 2017 in real estate. So just from that little part of your bio, I know there's going to be a ton for us to talk about. So uh, first, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for taking out the time and, and being here. I really do appreciate it. Oh, Jason, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and um, share my story. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let, let's start there. Let's just start with your story, um, you know, kind of go into to more detail where, wherever you want to, and then we'll we'll take it from there. Yeah, um, man. So I think around 10 or 11 years old, uh, my best friend's dad, uh, <laughs> he he had his own company. And my dad, I, I grew up and I call it a middle-class mindset. I think a lot of us, if we're taught anything about finances, uh, which, which not everyone's taught something, but if we're taught anything about finances, a lot of people uh, are taught kind of that middle-class mindset of, uh, you know, do really well in school so you can get good grades, so you can go to a good university, get a good degree, get a good job, get promoted, climb that corporate ladder. Um, and I noticed when I was uh, 10 or 11, my, my buddy's dad was always around. He, he did not fit into that, um, you know, working 60 hours or 40, 60 hours a week and traveling. He was just always around and we'd go play putt-putt or watch movies or whatever. And I, I think that kind of started you know, a little teeny tiny fire in me that's like, there's something else out there. I just had no idea what it was. Um, fast forward a little bit, you know, I was working um, at retail when I was 14 years old. When I was 12 or 13, I was mowing yards because I was taught, you know, work hard, work hard, save money. And when I was, um, I was 17 when 9-11 happened. So I was too young to sign up for the military. Um, you know, I was close to graduating. So I went, uh, went to school, uh, went to university. Uh, while I was in the, um, in, in, uh, I think I was a senior, uh, in college and I was like, I still want to do the military. Um, you know, but it was like, Hey, just, just go work for someone because that's, uh, you're so close to graduating. So I did that. And, and fast forward, I was about 25 years old and I was like, I'm not getting any younger. Uh, I want I, I want to go into the military. And and for me, Jason, that was a, a career move. That wasn't like a, a three, four, five year contract. That was a career move. And on uh, in 2012, my second deployment, I was shot in, in the neck. And so I had to I was medically retired. And so then kind of went back to the drawing board. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And I think, you know, um, my my why I didn't know what it was at the time. Um, I I knew I was alive. I had no idea at, at that point. My wife was uh, seven and a half months pregnant when I got shot. 
and so I, uh, you know, we didn't have any other kids and, and we, we only have one kid now. She's about 10. And so, you know, I was, I was still just struggling, man. I, I was trying to figure out why, you know, if my career was the military or that's what I, that's what I wanted it to be. Um, I was injured, so I can't do that. And as I, you know, became a father and, and, um, you know, a husband of, of more than just a, a year and a half or two years, my, I think my why did start developing, um, you know, and I think I, I was spared, um, to help other people achieve financial freedom. Um, and, and that is my why is, is my family, but I also want to leave a legacy. And so, um, that's a really long story, Jason, a, a Apologies for being so long-winded, but you know, going from kind of that middle-class mindset to, uh, you know, fast forward, and and now I, I know um, I want to be able to leave a legacy for my family and and for the community and and for other veterans as well. Yeah, and please, please don't apologize. The, the, <laughs> there's a, a, honestly a lot there to sort of I think talk about and and how it relates to you know sort of moving into financial freedom and having that, um, wanting to have that impact on other people. So I, I correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like most of the time, uh, when people join the military, it's, it's sort of right out of high school. They don't necessarily go have a different career path. They don't necessarily go to college and then, um, have a career and then join the military. I, I feel like that's maybe unusual i'm sure it's not like completely unheard of but maybe unusual and and you you chose that to be your career path so can you talk a little bit about sort of your mindset at that time what what went into all of that decision making and understanding you know sort of you went into the job and it certainly is a a very worthwhile noble career but it it i'm just again maybe this is me not understanding but it sounds different than most of the time, you know, most of the stories that um, I've had other, you know, military guests on the show and stuff, just a little bit different than, than how it normally goes. So I'm curious what, how that fit into your life plan. Wow. Um, I, I think the military was always kind of in the back of my mind growing up. It wasn't just, you know, 9-11 happened and I was 17. That, that kind of, um, I think, pushed me even more to uh, wanting to join the military. But it was always kind of in the back of my mind to to go the military route, but again, I was I was taught college, uh, good job, and and you know W two and and go that route, not so much the the military aspect. But it was just kind of a passion that I, I wanted to do. And um, when I was twenty five, I I had been working uh, selling computers for uh, over two years. I was doing really well, but it was still this man, I still want to do it. I still want to go into the military. And, and Jason, you're right. I mean, most of the guys I was in the military with uh, basic training, 18, 19 years old, um, you know, some were in trouble and that was kind of their way of getting out of trouble, I guess. But for me, it wasn't, um, you know, had a had a good job, had a very good job. Um, but I, I wanted to go that route. And, and the, the initial thought was go um, uh, initially as enlisted, Right. Um, and then after that, I wanted to go the officer route because I already had a degree, mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to, as I say, have some fun first and then then go the officer route and definitely didn't happen at all that way. But, um, you know, it, during my second deployment, I was actually putting in some paperwork to go to grad school 
where the military would pay for grad school. And then I'd go officer, uh, go the officer route. Um, I'd, you know, my, my thought was I'd have a, a master's completely paid for, I'd be an officer and I'd have another, you know, 15, 20, 25 years left. Um, life has different plans. And so it doesn't matter what your plans are. doesn't mean it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like your plan uh, changed fairly dramatically um, at, at, at what what you might be able to say is like a challenging time if your wife was seven and a half months pregnant, you know, expecting your first child. There's obviously, I think there's a lot that goes into it. I, you don't necessarily need to share all the details, but I imagine if you were medically retired, you were recovering, there was probably a lot to kind of figure out all at once. And then, you know, sort of you decided that you're going to make your, your why your your um path forward as you know sort of working towards financial freedom for other people how there must have been something maybe that led to that maybe some transition you know making that journey what was your i guess how did you how did you work through that and then what <clears throat> brought you into you know the real estate realm and and uh, that path yeah. Uh, so on my second deployment, and, and I, I had been interested in real estate uh, in high school, college and, and all that. I didn't know what type of real estate I wanted to get into. Uh, you know, Andrew Carnegie has that that famous quote over 100 years ago that says 90 percent of uh, mil- uh, self-made millionaires are, are uh, achieve that status through real estate. And even though it's 100 years old, I, I, I still think that is totally true. Um, you know, I, I knew I was never going to start a, a big company like Facebook or Google or Amazon. Um, you know, I'm not smart enough to to know oil and, and gas and in the market. And I, I looked at real estate as holy cow, like everyone lives somewhere, right? Um, all, all your shopping is done somewhere. And and you know, at the at the 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 end of it is real estate. Whatever niche that is, real estate is just there. It's been there forever. It's going to be there forever, right? And and so for me, uh, I knew I wanted to do something in real estate uh, back in high school and in college, but had no idea what. On my second deployment, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, read probably another ten real estate books, and and just uh, my my mindset started changing. Um, I still had no idea what I wanted to do though, and I think that was really frustrating for me because I knew I wanted to get into real estate, had no idea what what in real estate, right? There's so many different assets, industrial, medical, office, you know, uh, apartments, all that. And so I think when when I heard about, uh, it's called multifamily syndication, where I could be, where I could invest in real estate and it was passive for me because there's a team of experts that ran ran the deal from start to finish. I put my money in with them. I didn't have to do any work. I didn't have to talk to tenants or, or deal with termites or toilets, nothing like that. Man, honestly, and, and maybe it sounds corny, but I was just so impacted because I was like, finally, I found something where I can invest in. I don't have to be the expert because I'm I'm teamed up with the experts. And I truly felt like that was my uh, my freedom clock or, or, or my, my clock just started ticking. Uh, the countdown started ticking of, okay, I'm where I need to be. It took me a long time to get here. It took me 30 something years to get here, but I, I truly feel like this is exactly what I want to do long-term. And so 
I, I jumped into it. You know, I, I still invest passively, but I, I jumped into it as well. Left my day job a year and a half ago because as much of an impact of, uh, you know, investing in apartments had on me, I want to share that with other people as well. Uh, because I know a lot of people, maybe they love their jobs and that's great, but maybe they don't pay enough or, or they just want some additional streams of income. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they hate their job and and they want additional streams of income or want to want to you know leave their their job to to start their their passion project, whatever that would be, small business or nonprofit, whatever that is. And so I think you know anyone can invest in this um, into apartments, which which is really cool. You don't have to be a ultra wealthy um you you used to have to be ultra wealthy but not anymore and so um to me that that was just i I felt like that was my calling to help other people uh achieve you know whether that's time freedom or financial freedom or both um and and that's why i feel like i was spared uh when i got shot because I, i i'm i was put on there to help people and and um just didn't know it at the time and and it's when you're I feel like when you're in real estate, you you work within that space in whatever capacity, especially on that you know, sort of multifamily or or commercial real estate and syndicating thing, it's like, oh, this is normal. This is what I I understand this. This is such a great product, a way to, you know, build, you know, financial and, and time freedom. But what you, what I think gets lost sometimes, even you know, is just most people don't know about it. Most people don't know that it's available to them. Most people don't know how to get involved. And so the the education side of it and the the just sort of raising awareness side of it is so, so important, I yeah. think, for um, those of us that are doing it to, to really get that out there. And, and because because it can be so impactful on your own life. You see that you see, you see the impact on yourself, your family, and you're like, well, I want, I want to do this. I want to bring this out to other people. Um, and so you said you you invest passively. Are you also, uh, bringing in investors and into deals and helping, helping getting them involved into, um, other, other projects? Yeah, um, we are. And, and, and so, um, I guess that, couple of years ago, invested into two deals passively. And as I started learning more, I was like, man, again, I just had, I was just so impacted by it um, that, and I was on cloud nine. And, and so I, I kept learning more about it. And I was like, wait, I, I can do this. And, and I was passionate about real estate in general, again, didn't know my niche for the longest time. And I think when I finally found it and I was impacted so much that I said, you know, I want to do this full time as well. At the time I was in grad school, I was also working, um, you know, 40 hours a week. And so I, I didn't have the time to do it. But after I, I got done with grad school and, and you know, during my, my free time was actually spent learning more and, and more about syndication, how to underwrite and, and come up with business plans, all that. And when I finally, you know, was had, had more time back because I was done with school um, I, I decided to leave my job and, and do multifamily full-time because there's so many, you know, IRAs and 401ks, that's kind of ingrained in most of us because we just hear about that, you know, big businesses, big, big financial businesses, um, you know, they, they make money multiple times on 401ks, right? Whether that's through mutual funds or, or having, uh, paying for the account or, or financial planners, um, you know, in, in the 401 case, you, you typically only have like 10 to 15 options. And most of those are depending on when you're going to retire. 
Um, and, and I know a lot of people are fine with that because there is a match, but when you leave that company, um, you know, now your 401k is just kind of sitting there. It's not making a lot of money that, you know, a lot of fees are, are paid out. And so, um, you know, a lot of people don't know that they can actually roll that into a self-directed IRA and invest in real estate. And so I think, you know, big businesses have this, Hey, IRAs, 401ks, it's the best, best hands-off passive approach. And, and that's probably true for most people because they don't know about everything else that's out there, right? Uh, right. Multifamily syndications or, or just any other types of syndications and investments that you can do. And so, um, you know, I think that's why coming on shows like this and, and social media and, and my podcast, just different things like that just helps get the word out because I, I, I truly feel like so many people have been impacted by not me, but, you know, what, what we help them do by allowing them to invest passively in, into real estate. Yeah. Yeah. And at your point about, you know, the 401k, I mean, the, the more I learn about 401ks, the worse idea I think they are. It, it's just kind of a, as you said, there's a lot of fees and everything and, that, and that, that's something, but there's, I mean, a couple of things. One is it's, it's, yes, you, you, you may be able to get a match, but it's, it's, it's locked up. Like yeah. you don't have, if you still work for that company, you can't, do anything with that money. You can't move it to a self-directed IRA. Like it's locked up by whatever company program that, that you're a part of. Um, additionally, what, what I learned from my own experience with my 401k is if it's, it, and I don't know exactly all the laws behind it, but apparently if you work in a, in a company with a, with a broad range of salaries, they're going to cap the amount of money that you can put within that 401k. So it's, there's, you know, the government caps it at a certain spot, but if there's there's some sort of equitable contribution rule that your company has to pay extra money to allow the higher earners that want to put the full amount in, and if the company doesn't pay that extra money, you you are limited by some average across the entire company. So wow. there's so many, like, it is what people know. It is, you know, and, and I guess the the argument of getting free money with that match sure I, I don't disagree with that but i think the the lack of knowledge of what else is out there and 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 the sort of lack of control of putting that money into the 401k you know sort of blindly <laughs> and hoping that someone does something good with it is is uh really something i don't i i don't want people to sort of brush over because i think that point's important that you're that you just made is just like and once you leave, a lot of people don't know they can take that and and you know move it to a self-directed IRA. They can they can do something with it. So right. um, I think it's a, it's a valuable point there to to put out there. But 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 as you said, the the education and awareness and and sort of reaching out to people who are interested in investing and teaching them that these products are available in multifamily syndication. It, it that's a extremely important part of, you know, sort of, I think what we do. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're not these big institutions with huge marketing budgets. And so I, I do think a lot of times when, when, and, and quite honestly, Jason, when I first heard about this uh, syndication, I, I thought it was a scam. I'm like, no, that I've never heard of that before. I thought it was a scam, but yeah. you know, it, it truly can be extremely impactful. I've had uh, several um, investors reach out to me that that I I talk I, I told them um, about multifamily syndication and even to this day sometimes they'll text me like thank you so much this is 
amazing. I, I had never heard about that. I'm like, I was, I was in your shoes only a couple of years before you, you know, I had never heard of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, maybe that, maybe that is, it, it's good and bad, right? Cause once you, a lot of people, we don't, we don't know about it and then you get into it and you're like, this is actually amazing. And you yeah. get so passionate about it that I don't know if that's sometimes off-putting to people or what, I don't know what the, what the reason is, but I'm just like, listen, you need to know about this because this is important to your, to your own, you know, sort of future. Right. And so, yeah, I think I, I've, I've experienced similar things where it's just kind of like, it's almost, it's almost frustrating or, or something. Cause you're like, no, really, this is a good, <laughs> this is a good idea. And yeah, some people just have resistance to it. And, and that's just it. That's just, that's part of it. That's part of the education, part of the having those conversations and sort of um, really being passionate about truly wanting to give back and in, in, in helping people, uh, you know, sort of achieve those goals. So I think it's super, super important. Yeah. What, what tactics do you use? How, how are you trying to kind of get it out there, get the message out there? What, what sort of things do you do to, to, make it make it known make it raise the awareness i'm not a big fan of social media in general but i i did get back on social media and, and got on more platforms because uh, so many people are on social media um that, that's one of the ways that i just get the word out about what we do and and you know it, it's it's interesting because there's probably been 30 40 people over the last year or so that have reached out to me that uh, maybe I worked with previously, or um, uh, one was actually a a guy. And about five years ago, I, I had spoken to him. Uh, I was trying to sell him some some IT um, in a previous life, and um, he reached out. He's like, "Hey, I'm interested in learning more." And and so I think social media is extremely powerful. And uh, another another uh, thing that I do is is my podcast as well. And, you know, a lot of people have podcasts. And so that's why I didn't want to open mine for the longest time. But um, I, I was listening to a podcast and someone said, you know, my sphere of influence doesn't know about about this. And, and so when I heard about that, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll start a podcast as well, because I, I I think they're extremely beneficial. You get to tell your story and and people get to hear your story. And, you know, a lot of times something that you say will really resonate with them. And then, you know, that'll lead to some type of conversation about what we do and, and how um, it differs from IRAs and, and uh, you know, mutual funds, stock market, all that. So um, I would say that the two biggest would be my podcast, uh, social media, but then also we have a, uh, my partner and I have set up just this kind of email educational um, campaign. Gosh, I think we have like 50 emails that that get sent out over the course of like six to eight months. And it's really just starts with why real estate, you know, why multifamily goes through terms, how we underwrite, what markets we look at, different things like that, and, and just kind of educates them. Because I, I do think education is is the key. And, you know, we, we've talked about that a lot, how a lot of people don't know about it, right? They're not educated on multifamily syndication. And so, a lot of the investors that uh, see the emails or, or potential investors see the emails, um, you know, one to two minute read for the email, one to two minute read for the article. And then it just kind of gives them enough information to not overload them, uh, but enough information to then say, okay, that makes sense. And, you know, if they read those over the course of the uh, six, seven, eight months, then they'll have a pretty good understanding of what we do. I think my, my click rate on that's about 65%. So, 
I know a lot of people are actually right. reading those and, you know, I do have some people reach out with questions from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, uh, I would say <laughs> similarly to, to what you said, you know, I, I've never, social media was not something I was ever, you know, sort of excited about. I, I didn't want to be, never wanted to be an influencer, you know, that yeah. stuff. I don't, I don't care, you know, how many followers, like those sorts of things, like never, um, interested me but you do sort of get to learn the the power of it and the power of you know sort of reaching a larger number of people you know that sort of concept of one to many that it just becomes it's almost like it's almost like you can't function in a way without it because it, it's also in a, in a lot of people's eyes now it's your resume right it's your yeah. your if you if you didn't put it on if you didn't put it on social media it didn't happen but but if you're using it to be an educational platform you know i think that's that's the key being more of a um contributor than a uh, than a consumer and yeah. and then you can really um take advantage and, and help people right it's you know some sometimes people that's how they're going to find you that might be how they know you as you mentioned, a, a, you know, someone in your past that you worked with saw something and, and kind of reached out because of it. So I think it it can happen that way. And, and at the end of the day, if if the goal is to help people, the more you reach, the the more the higher the odds are that you will be able to help them. So I think that's yeah. it's a it's a valuable tool. And 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 the podcast, yeah, sort of functions in that same capacity. It's like if people are listening to the podcast, then hopefully it's helping them, it's helping them educate at least to know what's available to them, even if it even if it's not with you specifically, right? Like if you're just looking at it as we're trying to introduce this concept, then there's there's the possibility of, of you know, sort of bettering people's lives. Yeah. And Jason, you said something that I love and um, kind of like the creator versus consumer. And I think for for years I was in the consumer bucket, and probably a, um, a year ago or so I, I heard someone talk about creator versus consumer, and it really got me thinking. If I want to grow, I need to I need to create content, right? Because I, I then people can hear my story, how uh, multifamily syndication really impacted me, what it's done for my family and I, and and ever since that over the last year or so I have been more you know I've been posting a lot more and and done the articles, different things like that. And, and I have found that, like I said, probably 30, 40 people have reached out to me just from the post and, and uh, from the podcast, just saying, hey, I, I saw you or I heard this or I've been following your journey mm -hmm. and, you know, I want to know more. So it's been it's been really good, you know, just just again to get the word out and um, hopefully touch people like like I was touched, um, you know, with syndication uh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's if you were... <laughs> If you're not someone who maybe was uh, proficient or, you know, really excited about social media, it is a bit of a transition. It's a hard, yeah. hard to kind of flip that switch and say, okay, yeah, I, I need to be, <laughs> I need to be putting things out there, putting the story out there, putting that, you know, putting that um, vehicle that has, has bettered your life is, is it's, it's not always an easy step to take, but, but certainly uh, is valuable. Yeah. Um, well, Charlie, let me switch gears so I can ask you the questions that I ask every guest. 
first one, and you, you talked a little bit about it, but the first one I always ask people, you know, what is your why, you know, kind of what, what drives you forward? And I think, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about that. I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to expand or, or add anything to that if you want to, but um, you know, that that's kind of the gist of this podcast is, is what is that, you know, that driving force behind your success? Yeah. So, so two things and, and they're related, but um, I would say the biggest thing is, is my family is my why. Um, I, I was really fortunate enough when I was injured in the military, I was at home when my daughter was a newborn and uh, for the most of my career or, or for the most of her um, uh, life, I've been at home. And uh, I, I think there's about two, two and a half years where I worked away uh, outside of the house. And so we have a, just a phenomenal relationship. So my, my family is, is my big why um, I want to leave, be able to leave a legacy uh, not only for them, but also for the community, for veterans as well. Uh, my wife and I want to want to do a few different charities, uh, one for like food waste and, and um, uh, for less fortunate, but then also uh, want to have a charity for veterans and, and um, that struggle with PTSD and anxiety, depression. So um, that is that's my why is is family and leaving a legacy for uh, family and, and the community. I think the the importance of being able to be home, sort of on a on a fairly regular basis, at least when you're uh, when your kids are young. Uh, we have we have well, our kids are younger than yours, but we we have young ones at home, and, and I I just think. <laughs> even though sometimes they don't want daddy to go out to the office to, to do things like this, like it's still my ability to, you know, go inside and have lunch with them or, or yeah. you know, take, take 15 minutes to just go play is such a, I hope it's impactful for them, but it's like, it just creates so much joy for me to have yeah. that closeness and and be able to be, um, be, be someone that, th that they know is around and that kind of thing. So it, it's kind of been a, um, that transition of being home more for me, uh, as you mentioned, is it's been been really impactful. I think just from all around, like yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm a I'm a beneficiary of it as as much as they are. So it's been probably it's more been so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it, it's interesting because they're they're not going to remember the toy you bought them for their birthday or, or Christmas or or whatever holiday, but yeah. um, they'll remember that you spent time playing that game with them or. Um, yeah. that, or that you weren't there, right? Like that, that's, what's going to impact them more. And so, um, I, I love being able to just be around the family and, and spend and get to get to see them grow up or my daughter get, get to see mm -hmm. her grow up. Yeah. Um, it, it's just so, um, it, it's something I didn't have growing up, uh, you know, too much. And, and so I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to provide that for, my daughter and, you know, um, I, I'm probably more impacted than she is by it just because I, I love spending time with her and, and seeing her become a, a young woman. Yeah. I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, it's true. And it, and it's, it's, it's maybe, maybe in large part, this is a, this is a big part of why it becomes so, uh, important and why we, be, we get so passionate about sort of sharing it with other people because of, because of that impact it has on our own families, but like, I don't know, selfishly, like really just what it does for, for me and my own, my own happiness in life and being able to sort of be, be in more control of those, um, those interactions and whether, whether it's with my family or it's 
I just like to exercise or I just like to, you know, whatever the thing is that you really, uh, you really like to do and being able to do it kind of on your terms. I think it's just so important. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And I, I think that, you know, going back to the passive investing side, there, there's, there's so many different ways that could benefit you. I mean, if you love your job, great. It just helps yeah. your retirement. Maybe you don't like it, or maybe you're stressed out, you know, just provides uh, additional streams of income and, and all that. So there's so many ways to do it where, um, you know, I, I think the underlying uh, benefit is you're in control. And so you can choose to stay home more or uh, not not work a job that's that's more uh, pressure, more taxing, because you have kind of this other stream of income, you know, these other investments that aren't in a 401k. So you can actually access those you know, um, much, much sooner. You don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half or, or whatever the number is. And so um, I, I think, you know, and, and you kind of mentioned it too, but it was so impactful for me that the passive investing, and I think part of that reason, and I never even thought about it until you kind of brought it up was now I'm able to, I, I'm more in control. I'm able to to spend more time with my family as well. I don't have to focus on, you know, working later just to to make a little bit more money, um, or you know, getting that promotion when I was in the corporate world because I'm able to kind of take a step back from from the the W two the the career the the corporate world to, okay, I know I know I'm I'm okay uh, with that, but now I, I can spend time with my family, which uh, obviously super important to both of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, next question for you, Charlie. Tell us something about yourself that that uh, isn't common knowledge, special skill, a hobby, just uh, something to let listeners know you a little better. Um, I, I wouldn't say this is a special skill. I, um, I, I've been to 49 out of 50 states. Alaska is the last one on the bucket list. I love to travel. I've been in about 20, 20 countries. Um, I, I, I think uh, something that would be a special skill is um, just the fact that I, I love, I'm very analytical, even though I was in sales, I'm very analytical. I, I love to improve processes as well. Um, you know, just because something's broke doesn't mean it can't be improved in my opinion. And so that's something that on all of our properties, just in, in the day-to-day -day business, we're always trying to improve different things, uh, improve underwriting, improve asset management, just whatever, whatever it is, we're always looking at, at getting better. And I think a, a big piece of that is is kind of um, just the strategic side of things. I, I love to analyze things, kind of break it down and, and rebuild it to figure out how how we can streamline something and make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I have not been to 49 states, but I have been to Alaska <laughs> and it is incredible. Like summer in Alaska is, is one of the most incredible things you can ever see. So Definitely, I'm sure you will add it to the list, but definitely uh, it is it is worth going. It's it's a pretty incredible place. My my brother and I want to drive the Dalton Highway, which goes from Fairbanks, which is pretty much center of Alaska, all the way up uh, up north, and it follows the pipeline. So uh, I think it's like 500 miles, and only 10 percent or so is actually paved. So. Um, yeah, that, that's what we want to do. You gotta be it's careful a, on that one. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's I mean, Alaska's humongous and and it's so there's a lot to different, but it's just like the the like untouched nature, I think yeah. is kind of just it's it's just amazing. Um yeah, really cool. Uh can't, can't anyway, wait to go. Yeah. When people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what's what's the best way? Best way is our website, hkigllc.com. 
Um, there's a forum to contact us. My schedule's on there as well. Uh, I am on LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, uh, either Charlie Hardage or Charles Hardage III. Um, but best way is our website, hkigllc.com. Okay. We'll put put that stuff in the show notes too, so people can get you. Um, last question for you. What what piece of advice would you give to someone who is interested in getting started in real estate? And you can take that at passive, active, however you like, but but just something um, to help them kind of get, get kickstarted and get going. Yeah. Um, figure out what you want to do. Um, I, I listen to podcasts all the time and had that shiny object syndrome of, oh, I could wholesale. I could flip property. I could, you know, buy single family, whatever, figure out what you want to do and then find a mentor, find someone that's already doing it and, and go after them. Um, I have found, and, and Jason, you could probably uh, uh, echo this as well, but so many people in this industry are in the abundance mindset. They're not in the scarcity mindset. So yeah. um, people just want to help for so many reasons. And, and some might be selfish, but I do think a lot of people like to help because it did have a big impact on on their future. And so they just want to share that with other people. Don't be don't be afraid to reach out to them and and you can say, hey, I'm new. I'm I'm trying to learn more. Most people will will help you. I, I'm I can I'd love to help and at least point you in the right direction. So th that that advice would be figure out what you want to do because there's so many different avenues you could go uh, go after, and and then find a mentor, find someone that can help you achieve what you want to do because so many people are willing to help. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I think that the it's been, I mean, in a good way, but it's been shocking just that sort of level of abundance mindset yeah, that's in totally this industry. Agree. And and it, I guess you have to, in a way you, you kind of have to, it would be hard to probably hard to, to survive and get somewhere, uh, you know, have some of the levels of success that, that you see people achieve without having that mindset, but also probably a lot of us don't necessarily step into it fully, <laughs> fully having embraced abundance mindset. But, but when you're around all the, everybody else that has and does, it helps you sort of see that, uh, see that it, you know, that there's, there's plenty to go around. Basically, I think it is really what it comes down to. So totally. I, I love that. I love that advice. Um, Charlie, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for, for taking out the time and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. I think the listeners will get a ton of value out of this. Jason, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's truly been a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, folks listening, I know you're going to love this episode and get a lot of value from Charlie's story. Please like, rate, and review the show so we can get more great guests uh, and have a great day. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.